Never shall you attain to righteousness unless you spend out of that which you love. And whatever you spend, Allah surely knows it well. Here Allah Almighty is saying that if you wish to be righteous, then you have to pass through a test in which you give from what you love, not from what you dislike or you hate. In this day and age, especially in this part of the world, there is nothing people love more than the mighty dollar. That is a fact. And if you see all of the corruption, the evil, the sins that surround us on a daily basis, you will come to know that it is simply to attain that mighty dollar. God Almighty says in the Holy Quran that if you wish to bless your wealth, you give a portion of it. If you wish to attain righteousness, then you give that which you love. And so in this day and age, Allah Almighty has made this very beautiful system in our jamaat that allows us to give openly and allows us to give secretly. It allows us to give towards Islam without anybody judging us, without anybody looking at us. There may be a person who is very wealthy, who gives a thousand dollars. And people will put his name on a wall saying that, look, he has given a thousand dollars. While there may be a very poor man who gives only a dollar and he is not recognized. Islam encourages to look at where that person stands and his spirituality and his righteous intent. The man who gave a thousand dollars, he may have billions in his pocket. While the man who has given only a dollar may only have had that one single dollar in his pocket. I recall an incident mentioned by a missionary that in Africa there was a lady who after every so often she would come and hand one single egg to the missionary. And after inquiring why she is giving this one single egg, she said, every time I have ten eggs from my chickens, I come and I give one as my chanda. This is a poor lady. A lady who barely makes any income. Yet she understood that she wants to give her 10% wasiyat, her 10% chanda. So right at the right moment, she would go and she would give that. There was another man, I've mentioned this many times before, who collected cans for an entire year. When he finally cashed out, he received a total sum of $30. $30. When he came to the mosque, he handed me ten. And he said, put this for my chanda. Imagine he gave one third of his entire income for that entire year as his chanda. Many of us may not even be aware of this. And since this year, from national we are receiving special directives to help educate our membership. This is why we are taking the special effort and special time today to explain this very simple and beautiful system. We do not take any aid from any government or any other religious organization. We are self-funded 
by the financial sacrifices of our members who set aside their hard-earned money for the sake of God. This is also very, very unique. In proper explanation about how our income budget is established. It's not simply a guessing game. Neither is it a guesstimate of what our members earn. Instead, each earning member individually must be included in the budget by asking each member an estimate of what they earn and then calculating that income chanda budget from that figure. So what that means is that before we talk about where we're going to spend our, our money, where we're going to, which mosque we're going to spend it on, how much we're going to put for utilities, how many new mosques we're going to build. Before we put any of that aside, we first sit down and each and every member of the jamaat submits how much they earn and the chanda is calculated from that. And this is not just in the United States, every country around the world. When we submit how much we earn, that becomes our income budget. From there we decide how much we're going to spend. And not a penny more. According to the book, An Introduction to Financial Sacrifice, it states, each year every jamaat should know what its potential is for chanda. Who is part of the chanda system, and who is not yet part of it. Who is giving chanda in keeping with his true income, and who needs to be reformed in this matter? See, the second Khalifa, very beautifully he mentions, there's a passage that he has in which we can infer three things. This kind of helps us to summarize what this whole income budget thing is that we continuously announce. We've been sharing it on WhatsApp. What is it? The first thing he says, he said, all men and all women who have an income in any form must be included in the budget. Number two, he says, the true and exact income of every Ahmadi Muslim should be entered in the budget. And number three, he said, chanda should be recorded as per the prescribed rate except for members who have been granted concession in the rate of payment. It is very important for all jamaats to carry out individual assessment of every member before making their budget. In addition, it states that every earning member of the jamaat, whether a male or a female, must be included in the budget according to their income, their true income, with the exception of those who have been granted concession. Now in order to make this process easier, I want to explain a little bit about what we're doing here in America. They have set up an online portal for each individual to fill it out. It is extremely secure and it's on the Jamaat servers. And the information asked is simply your member code, your name, your email, and an estimate of your income. We're not telling you to give us your social security number or your exact tax return figures. No, we don't need to know that. We simply want you to tell us what your estimate of income is. And from that rate of chanda is automatically calculated. So when someone sends us this link or we hear about it, we should open it up and fulfill our responsibility and input whatever is the true income 
and leave the rest to Allah. We are simply reminding you, as Allah Almighty says, keep reminding of your responsibility. We are not going to force you to input any amount. You know, and your Allah knows. Just remember the sacrifices of Abu Bakr Hazrat Abu Bakr used to spend his money to free slaves who had embraced Islam. They were people who had no, no value in this world, especially if they were free. And yet he would spend his wealth simply to allow them to be free. Or Hazrat Musab bin Umair a man who had every luxury, every wealth you can imagine. And when he heard the words of our holy prophet Muhammad, he gave it all up. And then he lived such a life of poverty, that the rest of his life he was just going place to place and introducing Islam, and he had nothing in his name at that point. Or the example of Hazrat Umar who decided to take half of everything in his entire home, bring it and present it to the Holy Prophet Muhammad only to be outdone by his good friend Hazrat Abu Bakr who brought a hundred percent of it. So this is the time for us to bring the days of competing and vying with one another back alive for the sake of Islam. We should sacrifice our time by coming to prayer, coming to salat centers. We should sacrifice our wealth by submitting the budget form and giving chanda according to our prescribed rate. And we should sacrifice our lives when our khalifa asks us to do something and how to do it and when to do it, we should be ready to do it. We should do all of this for the sake of Allah. And I know that it's not an easy request. But look at history, and you'll see those people who have given everything, and you see how they are remembered. Just remember that couple who sat there in the dark, serving food to guests, while they had nothing in their own plates. And they sat there and pretended that they had food. Why? Why? Why would they want to do that? Why would they want to suffer all night? The guests have no idea. The Prophet had no idea. And they were simply suffering. Why? For the sake of Allah. And when they woke up the next morning, who was pleased with them? Allah Almighty. Who then shared that story with the Prophet and the rest of the entire world. Imagine we are sitting here 1400 years later in a place called New York City and we're talking about that couple who sat there and pretended to eat a single meal. This is the impact of listening to our Khalifa, listening to the man of God, following his instruction and seeing how Allah Almighty blesses us. So let's put our trust in Allah Almighty. We are requesting very soon, the sooner the better. If you are 16 years old and above, and whether you have an income or not, you should submit budget.amchq.us. Submit your budget form 
If you are a student, you simply write zero dollars, select student, put your name, member code, and email address, and you click submit. If you're a housewife, you simply write zero dollars, housewife, member code, name, and email address, and you click submit. Let's make a very special effort to remind each other in our homes and try to strive to be the first Jamaat in the entire USA who submits the entire budget form. May Allah help us to do that. Amen.